All right, here we go with the news for October 4th, 2019. Let's get on with it. First off, before we start the show, last week on the 27th, I left a blank spot in the middle of the episode for about a minute or so. I didn't listen to it before I posted it. After I posted it, I was like, oh, I can't believe I just did that. I thought there was something wrong. So anyway, I apologize for that, and I'll try to do better in the future. So let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, let's start off with trucking today. Here we go. Yes, this is going to be hard to believe, but Pilot Flying J is still going through these BS rumors about not waving a flag. So somebody posted, here's what happened. Their flagpole got busted, so they pulled down the flag to show respect. They're going to put it back up. They're just waiting to get the flagpole fixed. In the meantime, some idiot gets up there and posts on Facebook that the reason why they don't have the flag up is because uh, they don't want to offend foreigners and they want foreigners coming in buying fuel. It's all BS. The guy who started Flying J, I'm not a big Flying J fan, but the guy who started Flying J was a vet himself. So, you know, don't tell me they're anti-American. Some guy named Dave Moore. So... Yeah, they've been dealing with this for the last year or two. It's ridiculous, you know. The, you know, you you not a, you know don't get out, get over this anti-American stuff or pro-American stuff. Not everybody's out to get you. Don't you know? Quit trying to be a super patriot by tearing somebody else down. Here's the deal: you want to be a super patriot? Give me a call. I'll drive you down to the local recruiter's office. I did my time. It did wonders for me. So, do you want to be? A, you know, that's what you want to do. That's what you got to do. All right, let's move on. Let's see what else we got here. Yeah, it just blows me away when they do this. Now, Wisconsin Town, I get this from CDL Live. Wisconsin Town outlaws semi-truck parking on all but one city street. What the heck is that all about? Now, the city of Milton, Wisconsin passed an ordinance this week that will ban almost all semi-truck parking at city limits. On October 1st, the Milton City Council passed an ordinance restricting semi-truck parking in all but one city street by six to one vote. The parking ordinance will prevent drivers from parking their trucks on residential roadways in front of their own homes. Wow, isn't that great? You know, you can't even park in front of your own house. What the hell is wrong with, you know, these people? I guess there's other places, you know, that do the same kind of thing, but Way to go, Milton. You know, way to go to show your, you know, support for the people who bring the goods and services to you. Milton, Wisconsin, you know, the dirtbag city of the week. Unbelievable. Now, I've never been to Milton, Wisconsin. At least I don't think I have. But I just can't support that kind of stuff. I just can't do it. You know, it doesn't, uh, doesn't bide well, you know. 
Yeah, I just can't get into it. All right, let's go down the list. Controversial. Two more dollars in the purse jar right there. Controversial Michigan roadside drug testing kicks off statewide this week. Now, check this out. Michigan's going to start doing roadside drug testing. Now, they did this once before, okay, as a test program. And they had a lot of false positives and a lot of uh, false negatives. So, basically, what was happening was, you know, they're, they're doing a saliva check. But they did 92 saliva tests and found that 83 drivers tested positive for drugs. Okay. Well, that's that's unbelievable. I have a hard time believing that. So they so what they did was the Michigan State Patrol reported that after comparing the roadside test to blood test, there were several instances when the when the saliva tested shows the presence of drugs that were not found in the blood system. So so here's what it is. Out of those ninety two times, six times for amphetamines, twice for cocaine, once for methamphetamine, and eleven times for THC. The study pointed to delays in collection of the blood samples for some of the discrepancies between the saliva and the blood testing results. Now, what's coming down is, is that they're testing the saliva and it's coming back positive. 83 out of 92 times. And they're testing the blood and it's not coming back positive. I think there's something wrong with your test. I don't, you know, most of the drivers I know are pretty clean. I don't, honestly, I don't know any drivers who do that kind of stuff. I really don't, you know, you, you know, <laughs> you, you're going to put these people out of work based on a false test. That just doesn't do any good. That doesn't do good for me. All right. Now here's something cool. Bar none. I don't, this is not a paid advertisement. Bar none just celebrating 37 years in business this October. So bar none, good for you. 37 years. Never worked there. If anybody wants to call up, tell me how they're, what they're like to work for. Give me a call. But or if you have an anniversary or something like that, give me a call. 37, 37 years. It's not bad. I'm not going to go into their pay or anything. I don't want to turn this into a driver recruitment tool. All right. Let's see. A major trucking company just slashed 10% of its workforce. All right. Let's see who that was. Roadrunner Express. Ah. Don't put this on me. Looks like we got a... An ad popped up when I clicked on the news story. Wonderful, wonderful. Hmm. Well, we're not going to do that. Anyway, Roadrunner Express slashed 10% of its workforce. I'd read the article, but uh, it's behind an ad blocker. Let's see. Writer Ruth Lopez wins Influential Woman in Trucking Award. Awesome. Let's go down the list. Oh, they want to drop the ban on 18-year-olds trucking crossing state lines. Not a big fan of that. What they want to do is they want they want to lower the age of truck driving to 18 years old where you can drive across country. I know what some people are going to say. They're going to say, "Hey, you can join the military at 18. Why can't you you know, you know, drive a truck across country?" I don't know. I just I don't know. It just doesn't just doesn't seem like a good idea. But keep in mind I'm not a big fan of 18-year-olds going to war either, so let's just put it that. You know, that just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. All right, here we go. 49 years ago today, a sniper blew up. Oh, this one's bad. 49 years ago today, a sniper blew up a semi-hauling 20 tons of dynamite killing the driver. I'm looking at the overhead photo here, and 
the photos, it's just devastation. You know, fragments of the truck were found for a quarter mile from the explosion site. Wow. Where did this happen? Uh, two tri-state company drivers and Teamster members, Bobby Lee Schuler and Gerald Lee Bowden, both 29 at the time, were charged with second-degree murder. Bowden's wife was also charged with second-degree murder, though it isn't clear if she was ever convicted. Schuler later said that he also fired at a flatbed. You know, why would anybody want to do that? That is just crazy. Oh, of course, he was drinking. So Schuler was sentenced to 99 years in prison and paroled after eight years in prison. Well, I don't think, you know, I think he should never got out for something like that. Ooh, that's bad. You know what, I'm going to see if I can put the photo up there and put that up there. They blew up the truck and it just totally destroyed the highway. And it happened uh, September 30th, 1970, on I-44 near Springfield, Missouri. Wow, that's insane. Just insane. All right, now that we're off track here. Moving ahead, rapidly evolving trucking industry diversifies attracting, attracting top female talent. So it looks like more women are getting into trucking. Wow, how shocking. I don't see, I don't have a problem with it. No problem at all. You know, I just don't see any issues with it. Now, here's one that's kind of weird. I'm kind of jumping all over the place. Uh, skydiver killed after plummeting on a semi-truck. This is more CDLI. So California police say Skydiver lost her life yesterday after she crashed into a semi-truck. The incident happened at 2.15 on Thursday, September 26th, Highway 99 in Lodi, California. According to CHP, the unidentified 28-year-old woman was skydiving with a group from the Lodi Parachute Center when she strayed off course during her descent. The woman crashed into the trailer of a semi-truck, then fell under the shoulder of the roadway. The woman was pronounced dead at the scene. All the other members of the skydiving team were able to reach the ground unharmed. Windy conditions were reported at the time of the fatal accident. Call hauler Rick Crostis said he had been seen several skydivers over 99 prior to Thursday's incident. I thought it was very safe the way they do it. They actually fly over the freeway and come back in the grass where they land. Wow. Between 1999 and 2018, 16 people have died jumping from planes at the Lodi Parachute Center. Well, that seems like quite a bit. It's not one a year, but it's darn close. The incident caused heavy traffic backups. Now I'm looking at the photo. It's a, you know, it's a tarped covered wagon. And oh my goodness, I just, I just can't imagine that falling. Yeah, I was, I was skydiving airborne, United States Army. Hoorah! And uh, I just can't imagine, you know, 28-year-old woman, what a loss, what a loss. You know, it just seems like such a loss to me. just can't get over it. You know, it just doesn't make no sense. Oh, well, what are you going to do, you know? That's just the way it goes. All right, let's move on. Let's see what we got. And we got anything for that? I think we had something for airlines. Oh, this one's really tragic. You're not going to believe this. Okay. I couldn't believe it either. And this is, you know, this guy is an experienced pilot. Seven dead after World War II B-17 plane crashes erupts into flames at Bradley Airport. Okay. Seven people aboard a vintage World War II plane were killed Wednesday when it crashed shortly after takeoff, erupting into flames at Bradley International Airport just outside of Hartford, Connecticut. So basically it was B-17 blew up. 
I guess the uh, plane tried to return, couldn't make it back. There were 13 people on board to be 17, two pilots, one attendant, and 10 passengers. One person on the ground was injured when the plane slid off the runway. It slammed into a building used to house the airport's de-icing equipment. Wow. You know, witnesses who live in Norton, Massachusetts, was less than a mile away. That's my front door. But in the airport, when he spotted a B-17, which you usually don't normally see flying overhead. Yeah, I'd have to say you don't see a B-17 flying overhead very often. I'm looking at the photo of the B-17. It's a beautiful plane. I just can't imagine it. You know, the uh, it's just shocking to me. Those poor, just poor people, poor people. But, you know, and the pilot, you know, I saw an interview. They were talking about him. He's a 75-year-old man. He flew that thing every single day. Every single day he flew that thing. So he knew what he was doing. And it just, for whatever happened, you know, I'm sure they'll do an investigation. But for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. All right, here we go. Medical ship returns to Bahamas for ongoing traffic. Or, uh, oh, let's expand this. For ongoing uh, relief efforts. So here's what it comes down to. Uh, a, re- a relief of gra- a disaster relief doctors from Harvard University set sail to Bahamas on board the MB Pacific Hope, a medical ship which served over 25 islands in the Caribbean and Pacific. With over 250 volunteers who share their time. Uh, they don't have a picture of the ship. So basically what it is, a bunch of Harvard doctors and a bunch of Hope volunteers uh, cruise down on the ship to go, you know, help out and bring some supplies down to help the people down there. I think that's fantastic. Good for you, Harvard. Good for you. Hopefully it'll work out better than that opening scene in uh, the Razor's Edge where the Harvard team was driving the ambulance and didn't do too good. All right. Carnival Corporation relief effort delivers 10 million pounds of supplies to the Bahamas. Yeah, Carnival, the cruise line people. They took down 10,000 or 10 million pounds of supplies to the Bahamas. Well, it only makes sense. You know, Carnival's going to have a huge, you know, it's a huge port for them. Uh, they've been going down there for years. They're connected to the place pretty good. I think that's fantastic. It says here they filled over 250 shipping containers. Most of the containers were uh, delivered directly to the, ca- the country's National Emergency Management Agency. That is so awesome. Good for you, Carnival. We like it when good, you know, when companies do good things. Maybe one of these days I'll get on one of them Carnival cruise ships. Never done it. Anybody take a cruise? Never done a cruise. Well, I did the, you know, I went across the uh, the Lake Express. I thought that was pretty cool, you know, and I took the Badger, the SS Badger, which I haven't posted about it, the, the Lake Express one. You'll see, but, you know, I haven't posted the video for the Badger yet. I just haven't had time. I just think that would be awesome. All right, here we go. Let's go on with Runaway Ramp. Runaway, uh, one more time. Runaway Ramp closed, semi-flying down mountain pass, smashes into gravel shed. Yeah. This one's not good at all. Wyoming, the Wyoming Highway Patrol said the cab flew through the air at least 100 feet away from the trailer and hit a tree. When it hit that tree, it broke the motor and the motor fell down at the base of the tree. Wow. Uh, let's see, which pass was it? Oh, this, in, this happened September 30th in Jackson, Wyoming area. Semi-truck hauling potatoes. Oh, I thought I heard something. It was just the cat scratching on the door. 
A semi-truck hauling potatoes and onions was reportedly traveling down Teton Pass at a high rate of speed when it crashed into a gravel shed located at the bottom of the pass. Wow, this thing was flying. Well, they don't say what happened yet, but... Oh, drivers, from looking at the photos. Oh, how sad. I guess the runaway truck ramp was closed, and he couldn't take the... Yeah, you couldn't take the ramp. It's too bad. Yeah, you gotta wonder. Just gotta wonder. All right, let's see what's going on. Uh, semi-truck wallops large moose in dash cam clip. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. We've seen that. We've 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 had enough deer and elk in our life to to know that that's not that big a deal. You know, it's just something that happens, unfortunately. All right. Let's see what else we got here. I'm just kind of going down the list. I didn't have time to read through all the news. So I'm just kind of skimming as we're going along. That's why it sounds like I'm so distracted. And let's go. Let's see what else we got. Oh, man, I'm really all over the place today. Okay. Leak auctions to offer John Stilupi's Cars of Dreams collection without reserve in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I guess we're going to have a big, oh, this guy's got some nice stuff. Uh, Saturday, okay, the auction's going to be, uh, nearly 120 of his vehicles will sell without reserve during Leaks auction in Arizona, January 15th through the 19th, 2020. The Ritchie Brothers own company is partners with Salt River Fields. It's, it's stick whatever. Anyway, they expect to raise, um, John collection also, John's collection also includes very significant charity vehicles. Most recently, he purchased the 2020 Toyota Supra Number no. One for U.S. 2.1 million dollars, with the proceeds benefiting the American Heart Association. Wow, that's a lot of money. Oh, apparently, this guy's a big fan of yachting. He's going to get rid of his cars. Here's a list: 2012 Lexus. Uh, I don't know. Is that good? I don't know. 68 Chevrolet Corvette. Okay, now we're talking. 59 Chrysler. 300 convertible, 58 dual Gia convertible, meh. Uic Electra, okay. DeSoto Fire Sweep convertible, yeah, now we're talking. Chevrolet Corvette convertible, that's a 54. Oh, here's one 2019 Corvette Yanko convertible. I'm not sure how popular Yanko would be today, but I mean, if it was an older one, I'd be more into it. Here's what I'd like the 1958 Pontiac Bonneville convertible. You know what? None of these are going to go cheap. So unless you got a boatload of money, I would stay away from this one. It's uh, the leak auctions to offer John Stilupi's Cars of Dreams collection. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to put that. <laughs> I don't see a link here in the show notes. So, Oh, here's a link. Uh, it's leakcar.com. That's L-E-A-K-E car.com or 1-602-442-3380. I don't think anybody that's going to be listening to this is going to be buying those cars. They're going to be going for some big money. It's, uh, you know, now here's a link I'll put up. Karma partners with charity fundraising platform Omaz for an opportunity to win a new 2020 Rivero GT. Southern California-based luxury electric car make, automaker and high-tech incubator Karma Automotive. It's kind of a cool-looking little thing. It's the, this car is going to be valued at $140,000. A $10 nation donation will give participants a chance to win. In addition to being the first among the owners, of the, the winner and a guest will partake in Karma's Exclusive Pursuits California Experience Tour. 
Hmm. Let's see. All right, we'll put that in the show notes. That's kind of interesting. Hopefully somebody will win that. Yeah, I'm just all over the place today. Let's see what else we got here. All right. Hoji bike launches strategic shared electric scooter. Priced at only $299. So Shanghai Hoji bike recently announced the Wooks. I guess it's an electric scooter for $299. Doesn't say how far it'll go or anything like that. I don't know. Damn electric scooters are everywhere. It's probably better. In Wisconsin, they just started doing this uh, electric scooter thing. And it's like, it's like, what is it, like 25 cents a minute? You know, which is, I just think is ridiculous. But to each his own. All right. U-Haul offers 30 days free storage for after Wisconsin tornadoes. So if you live in an area, basically what it comes down to, if you live in an area where there's been a natural disaster and you've just been wiped out, check out U-Haul. They generally, every time they have one of these disasters, they always put out a press release saying they're going to give out 30 days of free storage. And that might be just what you need to get out of your troubles because, you know, you're going to have some issues. And once again, water damaged vehicles from the door, from Hurricane Dorian and Tropical Storm Amilda may appear for resale soon. So go to VinCheck. I put the links up before. Just go to VinCheck. It's V-I-N-C-H-E-C-K, VinCheck. And uh, do a VinCheck on any vehicles you may buy in the near future, any used ones. Because sadly, there's going to be some scammers out there. All right. That's all I got today. Not too much. It's been a slow week. And I'm screwing up the news anyway, so it's been a rough week. Bids are almost over, and uh, season five is almost over. We'll be starting a new bid soon, which will be a, the winter bid that's going to be coming out here pretty soon. I'm pretty excited about that. I don't know what I'm going to get yet, so it's going to be interesting to see what we get. Hopefully, it'll some, be something nice. Hopefully, it'll be something easy. Something that goes down south with a lot of miles. So, I don't know. I'll try to do better next time. All right. I hope everybody has a beautiful week. Try to stay warm. And remember, winter's coming. All right. Check those chains. Check your gloves. Check your, you know, whatever it is you need. You know, make sure you're carrying your jacket, even if it's not nice out. Or excuse me, if it's nice out. If it's nice out, start taking your jacket anyway, because the, the, the weather may turn on you in a heartbeat. Start using your weather apps or checking your weather. You know, I check the weather before I leave the house. We'll start. We'll talk about more of that kind of stuff in the future. But those are the things. You know, start getting ready for winter. This is your first year driving. You know, it's you got a lot. You got a lot to learn. You know, you got a lot to learn. And quite honestly, I learn a lot every year myself after 23 years. So my suggestion is just take it easy, respect winter, and prepare for. Talk to other drivers, see what they do. We'll start doing some winter episodes here soon, talking about what people do, different things they do. Most important thing, check those chains. Hopefully you'll never use them, but you got to have them ready. Because if you don't, they get pretty costly. All right, have a great day.